0: friends, this is Rick Thomas. Welcome to the Life Over Coffee podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. This is episode 298. The title of it is Rethinking, Reworking, Relaunching Our Mastermind Program. I have some exciting news for you, those of you who are interested in our all online training. We have some big changes that are coming your way, and this will be a big interest to you. I started the Mastermind program in about 2010, and since then it has gone through many changes because, like our individual sanctification, we're always learning, always growing, always maturing. In fact, our Mastermind program, our personal sanctification, even local churches are this way. We plant them, and then we move along. We learn more. We make adjustments. And what that church is today is can be quite different from what it was when it started, Well, our Mastermind program is like that, too. It's always an evolution, and I thank God for that because He gives us additional insight. He matures us. He he teaches us so that we can teach others more effectively, and so change is here to stay. Things are not static. And so in this episode, I want to explain our most recent changes that we are making to our Mastermind program, the reasons we are making them, and why it might be the right time for you to jump into this world-class discipleship counselor training that is 100% online the start date for these new changes is set for spring of 2021 and so if you're listening to this episode after the spring of 2021, God willing, they are in place. But if you're listening to it now during the spring of 2021, we are in process of making them. We're really, really close to implementing them. And so I need to, part of that process is to let folks know, to let our current student body no. And so what I've developed here, show notes for this episode 298, I have a lot of detail in these show notes, and I would encourage you to read through them, it's in a skeletal outline form. I will try to cover all of it in this podcast if I can get through it. I also have a 48 minute webinar that you can watch. It's embedded in these show notes and you can watch this keynote presentation if you wish. It gives a little more detail and so that will be beneficial as well. And then I have an audio link of that webinar. And so I know I'm giving you a lot of information here, but it's important that you know this. and The best thing that you can do is that you just go to episode 298 and you will find all of this information here. This podcast, the show notes, a 48-minute webinar, plus an additional audio of that same webinar. And so let me get into these changes. I want to walk through it and I trust it will answer most of your questions. But as always, we're here for you. We are a 24-7 shop. We're open every day of the year. And so you can jump on our community forums. They're free to you, and you can ask whatever question you wish about this or perhaps something else. Our Mastermind program course is for anyone. And so it doesn't matter who you are, boy, girl, age. It doesn't matter, really. The only thing that really matters, do you love God and and do you want to learn how to grow and apply the Bible to an individual's life? Well, if you love God and His Word and you want to help people, well, you, you are, you're probably a good candidate for us. And so there's no real reason to disqualify yourself if you have the time and you have the desires to grow in your understanding of applying the sufficiency of Scripture into people's lives. This could be a great opportunity for you. Now, the reason anyone would want to take our Mastermind course, it is for that very reason, to grow in their discipleship slash counseling ability. There's a little bit of nuance here. Discipleship is is just coming alongside anyone and helping them practically. Counseling can be a little more technical, can get more into the nooks and crannies of a person's life, but this is why people come to us for training. They want to grow in their discipleship and or counseling ability. When they come into our program, every student goes down the same path, the mastermind course, that's the path. But the results, the end result is different for each student because each student is different. God did not create people equally. God did not create disciple makers equally or counselors equally. And so when any two people come into our training or three or four people come to our mastermind course, what we want to do is help them to identify their unique abilities because none of those two or three or four people will be alike. And we want to help them to gain a sober self-assessment of who they are and what they can do in the area of discipleship. And the primary reason for this is because when it's all said and done, when the training is done and you're going out and helping people, we don't want to hurt others. And that is the highest aim. I mean, outside of glorifying God, of course, but on a human level, the highest aim is we don't want to hurt others. And we firmly believe that God did not create people equally. Therefore, no two disciple-makers are the same. Therefore, we want to help each unique person identify their abilities so that they can gain a sober self-assessment of who they are and what they can do, and we want to train them up according to the uniqueness of who they are so they don't hurt, so we don't hurt anyone. Now, when we look at a person's gifting or a gift mix, what we do is we assess four primary areas of gifting to help the student discern. Now, I realize that the help that we provide is subjectively assessed because none of us are objective. And so we try to bring this analysis, this assessment to the student in a humble way, recognizing that we could be wrong, but we do want to cooperate with God and with the student to help them in four primary areas of gifting. Uh, I call them the four C's. These are the four specific, you can think of them like buckets, four specific buckets that we look at when we are Uh, walking a person through our mastermind training. The four C's are character, capacity, competence, and courage. Let me walk through them briefly. And again, you can read all this in the show notes, episode 298. The most important thing as far as starting place, that is an individual's character, who they are in their relationship with God, who they are in the dark, that person that nobody knows but the Lord, he who sees in the dark, a person's character. And if you looked inside the bucket of character, what you would find are such things as integrity and honesty and moral purity and affection and passions and motive, maturity, thought life. Those are some of the parts that are inside the bucket of character. And there's, there's plenty more, but we try to help the student to analyze and assess and to grow up into these areas as far as internally, who they are, their character. And then capacity is number two. Capacity, uh, it is a, a container Uh, Each person has a different size container, as I have been saying. No two containers are the same. And so we want to help the student to realize. Another analogy would be their fastball. We want to help the student to see, do you have a 95-mile-an-hour fastball or a 55-mile-an-hour fastball? And it doesn't matter to us which one you have. We don't care. We're not comparing each other. One is not better than the other. But what's essential is that we understand what our capacities are what is the potential of your god-given ability that's your capacity such things as intellect and education iq cognitive insight analysis discernment understanding those are some of the component parts within the the bucket of capacity and so what is the size of a person's container and then the third area is competence. Well, let's say that you have a container that is such and such size. Well, we want to train the student up to fill fill that fill that container up to the fullest measure of what that student can be. And so we assess things under the category here of competence as application, the ability to apply scripture practically in a person's life, practice your own personal walk with the Lord, behaviors ability, modeling, processes, methodology. These are some of the things that we look at in the, the container of competence and, and realizing that you have a certain, certain capacity, we want to now fill that up with such things as application practice, etc. cetera. And then the fourth area is courage. And so there's character, capacity, competence, and, and courage. The gift of courage is crucial to be a disciple-maker, Remember, being a disciple-maker is a leadership possibility and opportunity, and if, our st- if a student struggled, they were inhibited, they were timid, they were insecure, they struggled with fear of man, they weren't confident, they didn't have this assurance that they need, not talking about cock- it, cock- being cocky or, or self-assured or arrogant or harsh or anything like that. I'm not talking about that at all, but you have to have a backbone. To be able to disciple people. So the gift of courage is crucial in the area of disciple making, and we want to discern that. We want to try to help the student to, to, to mature in areas if they're Sorry. if they're ne- needed areas where, where they need to uh, mature, and so we want to help them that way. So the four containers are character, capacity, competence, and courage. And then as we work along with the student, we work within a framework to help the student to identify strengths and weaknesses and attainable results that manifest into that fullest measure of a Christian. And then at the end of the program, and it can be anywhere from two to three to four years, it can be longer, but the longer it takes, you lose the benefit of a cumulative training. And so in an ideal situation, it would be two to three years, and that's a well-paced program. And at the end of that time, we give one of four certifications that mirror where they are on the discipleship spectrum. Remember, discipleship spectrum is an area of growth from the growth from the novice a Christian discipler to the more p- mature person, and so as we begin to identify where the student is, we want to give them a a certification that properly mirrors where they are on the discipleship spectrum. Now, some of you who are listening and you've been following me for a while, you're you're probably asking the question, Rick. You're you're against certification. You don't you don't give out certification. What 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 has changed here? I'll explain that in just a moment, but I want to walk through the four levels of certification that we are now starting to give to those who complete our program. The certification levels are Certification 4, 3, 2, and 1. It's really simple. Now let me give another label to explain each one of those. So Certification 4 means a discipler. Certification 3 means a disciple maker, a person who makes disciples. There's a I'm, I'm making a distinction here. A discipler is a person who comes along and helps people with minor issues and, and problems that they're having. A disciple maker can do that, but they can, they can also replicate themselves, which is more of a leadership gift. And then disciple two, uh, certification 2 rather is an informal, counselor, and then certification one is a formal counselor. Now, I'm going to get into an expanded presentation of what that is in just a moment, but I just wanted to give you what happens when the student gets to the end of the program and what they receive. Certification four, discipler. Certification three, disciple maker. Certification two, informal counselor. Certification, one, formal counselor. And then going back to the question, have you changed your mind, Rick, about certification? We know your view on this. The answer is I have not changed my mind about the certification problem. I have been, again, outspoken about the certification problem in the biblical counseling community. The certification problem is certification equals qualification. And that is just untrue. And if you begin to talk to counselees, people who are looking for a counselor, one of the things that they say over and over again is that, I want a certified biblical counselor. And what they're doing is they're making that connotation, that connection there between certification and qualification, and it is a huge problem within the biblical counseling movement because... What it means, basically, in most people's minds, and it doesn't matter how many times people say, well, yeah, we explain, we explain that, you know, certification doesn't need like they're qualified, it doesn't necessarily mean that, but we explain poorly. If you explain it all, you explain poorly, because most people come looking for a certified biblical counselor, and a lot of these people leave disappointed, and they leave hurt, and I've heard this hundreds and hundreds of time, times in my counseling career, and so I have not changed my mind about certification at all. But What we're doing, we're giving certification, but we're being very clear as to what that certification means, and that's why we have broken it up into four categories. Let me give you an applicable analogy. Major League Baseball. In Major League Baseball, everyone receives training to play ball. Anybody can play. Anybody can get a ball and a bat and a glove and a hat and a jersey and, and, and go out and play. But only a few will make triple AA, AAA, or even make it to the mid, uh, to, to the bigs, to the major leagues. Only a few will do that because Major League Baseball, they're very clear of what your ability is, and you are labeled for what your ability is And that's what it is you are a single a baseball player or you're a double a triple a very few people make it to the bigs meaning very few people are actually formalized biblical counselors but in the biblical counseling movement the way it works all you have to do is have a ball a glove a bat and a jersey And you can play in the major leagues. You can go through biblical counseling training and hang out a shingle, start a blog, start a ministry, work in the church, tell people that you're a certified biblical counselor, and people will begin to connote what that means, and what it means might not be what it means, because you don't have the ability. We're not like major league baseball, and we don't carefully categorize people All we're doing is running them through training, giving them a certification, and there's really no kind of oversight and the care, the depth of care that's needed with these people who receive certification, and it's almost a pragmatic thing to where we just want to get them in, we want to get them certified, and we have, you know, 2,000, 3,000 certified biblical counselors, but how many of them can actually play ball in a competent level to where they can help people, and that's where we are making a huge mistake within the biblical counseling uh, ministries. If a prospective student comes to us, we will equip them well, and hopefully place them more accurately on the field of play. What we don't want to do is to provide training, and everyone receives the same certificate I cannot in good conscience perpetuate a connotation that says all counselors, disciplers are the same. And so the question is, have you changed your mind about certification? No, not at all. But what we have done is we are we've created something more like the Major League Baseball than the biblical counseling movement. We have single A, double A, triple A, and the Bigs. You can be certification four, three, two, or one. Now let me get into these expanded certification labels and explain what I mean by them. And so certification for a discipler, here are some synonyms. It's a mentor, a friend, a soul care provider, a companion, an advisor. It's someone that you would meet in the coffee shop once a week, and you'd go through a book. A good mentor, a good companion. A good friend. It would some be someone that you would go to for just advice, daily advice, you know, how to be a good XYZ, a discipler. Going and making disciplers in a very basic level, a certification four. And if a person goes through our training, they come out with certification four, they will be a highly competent discipler. And then certification three is a disciple maker. It includes everything in certification four, a mentor, a friend, soul care provider, companion, advisor, plus leader, guide, ability to replicate, small group leader, teacher, a disciple maker. And the key idea that I'm I'm teasing out here is is the ability to replicate, where they're not just coming along some with someone, by someone, and giving advice, like a mentor or a friend. They can do that, but they're able to identify and isolate certain individuals, and they can replicate them. So it's like being in a small group, small group leader. He identifies someone in the group who has the potential to lead, and he replicates that person. That's certification three. That is, that's more of a leadership gift than being a discipler. Certification four. Certification two is an informal counselor. It's everything that I've said. I won't repeat all those labels again, but what you would add to it is competent counselor in some counseling situations. And so this would be an informal counselor, and it would be like a person who sits in on a counseling session. And then they run with the counselee and take care of them and counsel them, certain counselees, under certain conditions. They would take them from the formal counselor and carry on while they are uh, receiving oversight, care, and interaction with the formal biblical counselor. So this is a higher level where this person does have the ability to some degree, to get into the technical aspects of an individual's life, motivations of the heart, shaping influences, bring practical uh, scripture to bear uh, on this individual's life and to be able to see them through from beginning to end. And so this would be an informal counselor certification two. And then certification one would be a formal counselor, everything that's under all the other categories, plus personal, relational, familial, situational, counselor, with complex cases. And so this is the person who can pretty much counsel anything, uh, including the kitchen sink. And so this is how we have teased it out so that we can maintain integrity by not giving certification to everybody that finishes as though all counselors are the same, but we can provide certification where people are appropriately assessed and they have been trained as well as we can train them, and then they land at the end of the program into a certification that best mirrors where they are on the discipleship spectrum. And so any person who finishes our program will receive Certification 4, which is the minimum that says they have completed it. Some students will receive Certification 3, but very few. These would be uh, more with a, uh, a people with a observed and affirmed leadership gift where they can actually not just give advice and give counsel, but they can also replicate people. Because of the limitations of all training regimens, whether it's ours or anyone else's, nobody should receive a Certification 2 or Certification 1 because it takes more training, education, to be proficient, and it also takes more time in grade. If the goal is to be a formalized biblical counselor, when I graduated from the master's university with an MA with a master's in biblical counseling, I was not proficient. I had the education to make me a formalized, certified biblical counselor. That would be wrong-headed because I did not have my reps in. I did not have enough time and grade uh, to do it. And so with our program, all students will receive outstanding training that places them on an educational, equipping, discipleship path. And again, the minimal reward will be four or three. Now, there will be others that will finish our Mastermind program, and they will continue down a training path and earn additional certifications because they have the passion, they have the aptitude, they have the ambition, they have the skills to reach those higher goals. The most basic reason to take our training is to be a better discipler and possibly a disciple maker, and there will be those that will have a more rigorous reason, and they will start a process by going through our training that will lead them to the rarefied air of becoming a formalized biblical counselor, assuming that God has given them the gifting to do that and they can begin that pursuit by doing our program but they will need more training and more years of practice and this is this is like virtually anything else that you do that you need to be good at whether you're going to be an engineer or a baseball player or a pianist or a gymnast whatever it is you can receive the basics and you can go through a class a school a certification process but you're still not good at it because you have to spend years in grade working and grinding and growing in your craft. And so after I graduated with my master's, it took, it took between five and seven years for me to truly get better, proficient, and comfortable in the area of biblical counseling. And by the way, I was doing that with a lot of reps because I was leading the counseling ministry in a local church. And so I was counseling five days a week. I counseled hundreds and hundreds of hours and it still took five plus years to become proficient. And that is why no training, no training will give a person a certification that we should ever connote that makes that person qualified just because they've gone through the training. Now, because our training is such a big commitment, what we have done is we've modified our program to help potential students to see if it's a right fit for them. And so what we are starting to do is we're going to give a prospective student the ability to try our program without f- without fully committing to it. Some Christians are like the person standing in front of the buffet bar with uh, who loads their plate with a ton of food, only to find out they can't finish it? And what we we try to help pre- prospective students to think through what they might not be able to see about themselves because they don't know what they can't know. And we have too many people who take our course for the wrong reasons or with the wrong perspective in view, and they don't finish. And they don't have a sober self-assessment of what they can do. They don't understand that it's a leadership development program, and When you're developing leaders, well, there's potential that there's going to be constructive feedback that's going to come back to you. And if you're not a mature person, if you're easily offended by criticism, then we can't give you feedback. You can't grow, and it kind of bogs the program down, and you're not a good fit for our program. And so we want to help them to discern whether this is the right thing for them. And so one of the things that we're going to start doing is allow Prospective students to sample part of the part of our program, so that they can see what it's about, how the supervision works, and how the entire program works in a limited way, as far as sampling a small portion of it—a trial period—that will save the wannabe prospective student. It'll save them money and time, and and maybe even disappointment for me it's an integrity thing because we don't want to take their money they purchase the program and then they can't finish it and so we want to help them to evaluate the program and so once we get this relaunch complete what will happen is they can purchase a small part of the mastermind program to start take it and then they can decide if they want to do it or if this is a really good fit. And this is a big deal because in the past, the way it's been, you had to purchase the entire program and you were in. I mean, you were in. And whether you had buyer's remorse or you know you got in and realized you couldn't do it, 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 it didn't matter. I mean, you're in, and so you kind of just trudge along. And so we want to help the student. We have historically put up barriers and hurdles to try to be very clear about what you're getting yourself into, but people would still come in and not do the program once they got in because they realized that, oh, this is what they meant by a leadership development course. This is what they meant by college-level training. It's a big deal. And so now we are, we're we're allowing them to purchase for a much smaller price a portion of the program. They can try it, and then we'll come back. will reconvene and talk about if they want to continue in. They can choose to continue on. I want to do the mastermind course, or they'll say, you know, this is good, but uh, I don't think that I can you know, keep up the pace, you know, for a couple of years, et cetera. Now, if you want to learn more about this in detail, I would encourage you to do a couple of things. You can watch this 48-minute webinar that's sitting right inside these show notes, episode 298. And then also we have an LMS that uh, explains our program on our training page. And so you can check that out as well. And then finally, you can reach out to us and just ask your questions and we'll try to guide you the best we can.